0: You're listening to a sermon audio from Cypress Church. You can listen to more sermons on our website or by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. We hope you enjoy the sermon and invite you to attend one of our services at 9 and 1030 a.m. on Sunday mornings.
1: Good morning. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here. Glad to be here with you this morning. Hey, take your Bibles, if you will, and open up to the Bible book of Matthew. If you don't happen to have a Bible with you, our wonderful ushers have uh, stacks of Bible. They're walking down the aisle, and they would love to let you borrow one. If you want to borrow one, just wave at them, and they'll be happy to uh, uh, let you do that. If you don't own a Bible and you would like to own a Bible, we'd love to give you one. Uh, It is a gift from us. The only string that we attach to it is that you actually read it. So if you're going to read it and you don't have a Bible, you don't have a way to get your own, you can go to the lobby area and say, i had like a Bible. Now, this is not the opportunity for you to go, ooh, look, I can get a Valentine present for somebody. It's red. And I can just go get a Bible and give it to somebody else. No, don't do that. Only for you. If you want to need one, then please feel free to go uh, over to the lobby area and get one. We'd love to have you uh, do that. I also want to encourage you while you're getting your Bibles ready, Uh, to take your worship folder that you received when you came in. There's a lot of things inside here. Uh, One is a a connection card. Uh, Lance will tell you a little more about that, but we do love to pray for you, and that's an opportunity for us to, if you write down a request in the back, uh, you can do that. If it's confidential, just check the box confidential. It goes only to our pastors and our elders, but uh, other than that, it goes all over the world. For prayer, you may want that. There's a faith promise brochure in there. Uh, Lance will tell you about that, plus the pledge card, because today's our in-gathering for that. But what I want you to take out is the outline that's there. There's a little uh, page in there with some blanks on it. You can fill in those blanks as we walk through this morning, and you'll see the answers will be up on the screen. But I also encourage you to, to pick up in the lobby area. Uh, we do this every, almost every week as uh, we produce these uh, study guides, and they're for personal study and also for our life groups. We uh, involve have people get involved in life groups, uh, small groups, and it's a great opportunity for you to really connect to people and create community, and that's why we have those and also a good time of learning. And a lot of them go through these questions that are here. And so there in the lobby area, if you go out the double doors and, and to the left there, there's a desk and underneath the sign, community life groups, and, and you can pick up one of these. If you'd like to try out a life group, Uh, We have one that's open to anybody, and uh, it it meets at 7 o'clock here on Tuesdays. It's one I help lead, and you can follow the signs. It'll tell you it's up up one of these rooms up up back here. But we have a great time. We'd love to have you join us, and we walk through these questions and spend some good time in prayer together. It's a lot of fun. Also, what's on the back of this study guide is all the answers to the the fill-in-the-blanks plus all the extra verses that uh, usually I share when we get together and people are trying to feverishly write them down so you don't have to worry. Just pick up one of these at the end of the service, and you'll be all set. And do that. But today, um, today, we celebrate love on this day of love, Valentine's Day. It's not single awareness day, as some people have mentioned it to be. You know, I, first service, I didn't let that soak in. And I just went on, but I think you're getting it now. Yes. You guys are a little, you know, a little more coffee in you. You kind of get it. and That's kind of nice. But... Uh, um, but today we celebrate love, love amongst us and, and mostly the love of God. Uh, you know, uh, there are more songs, more cards, more gifts, uh, more dedications to love than most any other emotion. Uh, I don't know what comes to your mind when you think of love. Maybe it's that romantic evening, you know, with that certain someone. Or maybe it's just the love that you have as a family and just enjoying that time together with aunts, uncles, and cousins, and grandparents, and so forth. Or maybe it's uh, uh, love among friends, you know, those bromances, and now I guess it's galantine. Whatever, but it's, it's, uh, I don't know what you think about, but a lot of people, when they think of love, they automatically think of chocolate. Yeah, see, right there. It's, uh, uh, they, they do go together uh, because uh, uh, scientists tell us that uh, um, you know, it, it boosts serotonin, it releases endorphins, uh, that feel-good compound, and it's been the biggest seller on Valentine's Day since way back, and actually, chocolate is an $8 billion business. Much of that is spent on a day like today. Uh, but but scientists say it produces the same feelings of love. As a matter of fact, if you take chocolate and let it slowly dissolve in your mouth, it causes your mind to be more alert. Uh, your heart starts to race. They say it's it's equal to that of a passionate kiss, <laughs> but it lasts longer. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, and they say that every ten years. Most adults eat their weight in chocolate. So I figured I'd, I'd help you in that, and uh, I've got some, uh, uh, some chocolate to hand out here, so take some and pass it around. This is an offering plate, but it's offering to you on, on some chocolate, so take this and you guys pass it around and pass it on back there and leave some for some people. If you, you know, Some people, are, they got that idea, ooh, passionate kiss, they're going, mm, give me a bunch of those Stick in my pocket. Uh, And if we run out, you can always come up here and get some, but after the service, okay? Yeah. Well, yet way, way uh, stronger than chocolate is the love of our God, who, as Jeremiah 31, verse three says, the Lord appeared to him from uh, afar, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. <clears throat> that idea that God's love is not just something from a distant reality. It's a, it's a love that is a, has a, a connection to us. It's a love that is a commitment to us. It's a love that lasts, a covenant relationship lasting in us that God has towards us, that he loves us in spite of us. He loves us because he's chosen to love us. It's a love that never ends. It's always there consistent. It's a, not a love because you've done this or done that. It's a love just because God wants to love you. It's the, it's the Hebrew word chesed. You see it all throughout the, the Old Testament. It's that covenantial love that God has said, I have loved you and that's it. I've made my commitment to love you and I'm going to love you no matter what. It's a great love. God's love is, is a caring love that protects and guides and leads us into service. I, I love what Isaiah 41 verses nine and 10 say. it says, <clears throat> God is talking to Israel, talking to us. It it says, you whom God says, I took from the ends of the earth and called from the farthest corners, saying to you, you are my servants. I have chosen you and not cast you off. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. See, this, this love of God is not just simply... Uh, words that, that mean nothing, or is it not just simply a feeling that God has for us? Though, though God does have a feeling for us, it says in a, uh, in, in our in our Bibles that, that God actually sings songs about us. Uh, when 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 he our, uh, when we come to His mind, he, he breaks forth in a song. He loves us that much. He cares about everything. There is a feeling part of God. But it's not just a, a ooey gooey feeling. It's actually a love that has action to it that he seeks and he guides and he cares and he moves us on to his, to his, uh, his purposes. We are connected to him. Uh, if you have your notes, write down Ephesians chapter one, verses four and five. It talks about how that, that God has adopted us into his family, into his loving family. I know that somebody who uh, came from a, a fractured family. I came from a, a divorced family and an alcoholic family. And love was not re- real central in our family. You know, my mom, bless her heart, was loving us as best she could. And, 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 that, and I longed for that loving family. And I remember one time, this one family, uh, they adopted in a lot of kids. And this one uh, man, Mr. Erickson, came to me and he said, Mike, you know, just call me dad. Oh gosh. <laughs> I felt so good because I felt like I was part of a family. And that 's how God is with us he, he, wa- he wants us to have that sense of adopted in and, and we 're part of the family business. The family business is all about love, taking the love of Christ, what he has done to pay the penalty for our sins you know we 're just coming up with easter we 're coming in a, in a very few weeks, really Easter's coming up upon us and and where we celebrate all that Christ did, yes, that he died on the cross. Uh, and rose again, but, but the, the truth is, is that, that he, out of love, went towards that, out of love for us and love for his father. And, and, and he wants us to be part of that. And our job is as, as part of his family is to share that love with other people. Uh, and this love of God through Jesus is unstoppable. I love what Romans 8, 38, and 39 says, For I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, the love that, that God has expressed to us through Christ is unstoppable. You can't turn it off, shut it off, damn it up, you can't do anything. It's gonna flow no matter what you do. That's isn't that great? Man, if ever we need love, it's now. And you just can't turn it off. It just keeps coming. And it's a great reality of God's love. Because of his great love, we ought to love. 1 John 4, 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves is born of God and knows God. Let us love one another. And Jesus has given us three commands to love. To love God to love neighbors, those who don't know Jesus yet, and to love each other. And we're going to look at these three commands as we hear from a few of our missionaries. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind just setting your books aside and stand up, let's pray and ask God to reveal us something. I'm glad that you came here today. Uh, we're in right in the middle of our Global Outreach Festival, our Missions Week. And um, yeah, we're talking about our missionaries, but they're on the same mission that we're on, the mission of love, to share God's love with other people. And And God has something for you this morning, so let's ask his Holy Spirit to teach us. Father, thank you for that unstoppable, constant flow of your love, or may we just soak it in and let it rest in our soul that we can now turn it and let it flow out and be about the family business that you've called us to, this mission of love, loving our neighbors and those around us and our world for you. God, I pray this morning you challenge us as these missionaries share and as they um, talk about some of their stories and, and that we'd be inspired and encouraged and, and challenged to, to love like you, Jesus. Bless our time, we pray in your son's name, amen. Have a seat and I'm gonna invite up our missionaries to come on up here who are gonna be speaking to us today and we've got uh, Greg and Jen Weaver. They're coming up and they're gonna be sitting right here. <clears throat> So this is, this is Greg and Jan right here walking up right now. They're, they're with uh, OM, uh, Operation Mobilization. in, uh, in uh, We're in the UK. They're making a transition. We'll talk a little about that in a little bit. This is Greg Weedle. He's, we're making him be separate from his wife on Valentine's Day. Nice. But he told me that he is bringing her home C's candy. Two pounds, two pounds of C's candy. So if you want to donate to that cause before he leaves... <laughs> And then uh, uh, Martin Castro and uh, and uh, Charlie Rodriguez uh, from Iglesia Biblica La Gracia. That, did I say it right? Did I say that right? Yeah, Grace Bible Church in Tijuana area. And when you we do the uh, over Christmas time, we make the shoe boxes. Many of you made a ton of those. We like took three hundred down there or something like that. Uh, that goes to their church, and they hand it out to the kids in that area and that. that. And by the way, you know it's it's really encouraging to. Uh, um, to know these missionaries. You're going to see a few of them up front here, but I encourage you to peruse this hallway down over here because if you notice, there's a bunch of uh, missionary trading cards, and, well, you, but you don't trade them. You, you keep them, and, and, uh, and I just have these three because these are, the three, well, who did I drop? I dropped the Weedle, sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> But to uh, pick these up and put them somewhere in your home and pray for them. Christy and I have them there. We have a long counter in our, our kind of our bathroom area, and we put these guys up here. So while we're, you know, while well, she's putting on makeup, but I'm brushing my teeth, you know, flossing, I'm, uh, I'm uh, praying for these guys. You know, I, we do, you know, switch them out each day and and stuff like that, and it's fun to be able to pray for them. So I encourage you to pick them up. They're in this hallway, and there's a lot there. So go ahead and take a whole set if you want to. But. Um, we want to hear from these guys uh, uh, and, and have them share. Jesus, uh, on one occasion, was asked, uh, what is the greatest commandment? And um, he said, the, the first commandment, he, he said that, uh, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And every Jew that was there, every Jewish person that was there would have already known that command because it's written in the in the uh, Old Testament, in Deuteronomy, it's called the Shema. It says this in Deuteronomy 6, 5, uh, four and five, hear O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with your mind. So, so let's look at this command. And If you have your Bible, you can open up to Matthew chapter twenty-two, <clears throat> and it says here in in um, Matthew twenty-two. Let me get there first of all. Come on, wake up! But when the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees because these religious leaders were always trying to trip Jesus up and, and they were always trying to catch him in some you know, loophole in the law or some instance where he would say something contrary to God's word and, and <laughs> they got silenced quite a bit by Jesus. Well, one of them, a lawyer, verse 35, asked him a question to test him, seeing if they can trip him up with this one. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And they're thinking, ah, we got him. (laughs) And Jesus says this you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And so, Greg and Jen, um, go ahead and take that. And and how um how do we love God? How and where does obedience fit into that? And and how does this loving God affect our love for others? Just Share maybe some of your stories in that, and go ahead.
2: Yeah, so you think about this idea of love and obedience, and it's really easy um, to have a mentality when it comes to obedience, uh, duty, or responsibility. Um, But I believe, personally, that our God is bigger than that, and he's not a dictator. Um, But if we're focused on not obeying God, and I've got to obey God, and I've got to be you know, perfect for God, but you're focusing on his love and letting that love transform us, it compels us Mm. to love him back. And obedience will take care of itself. Um, And just one story to share is, recently our family was serving in the UK and due to some events we needed to leave. And so uh, December 19th we left and we have three children and we then spent six and a half weeks traveling Europe which sounds really fun until you think about the realities of three children in a car traveling Europe and it changes things drastically Um, but I mean the reality is we our family is hurting and we are mourning a loss and grieving um, a time we thought we'd be in the UK for a very long time and ministries that we've poured our heart into and had prayed through are gone just like that um, our children's friends are gone. And so even as a mother to walk this journey, and you start to think, okay, Lord, I'm just going to go home because I'm tired and I'm hurt. And it'd be really easy in a way to do that. Um, but God's love is, his story is bigger than what's easy. Um, and as you, I, we begin to sit in his love and what his love is and what does it mean and how, what it, has it inspired us to take part in, um, it causes us to keep one foot out and living a life of mm. I'm going to keep obeying.
3: Yeah.
2: And every time you, we look at these points, we could see these rocks of remembrance. Mm. And so it, it continually compels us to move out of faith. But really it's, you know, Christ left us first. And so th- we obey out of that.
1: Absolutely. You know, just, I, I wanted to tell you this, um, that when, when uh, they're talking about having to leave the country. It's nothing that they did. Uh, operation mobilization lost their visa status in the UK. So all of the missionaries had to leave that were there. Uh, it, and, and, it, uh, you know, here they had m- made plans, you know, we as a church have been praying for them and, 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 getting exciting about this opportunity and, and, uh, and their other church in, in uh, up North and, uh, um, you know, that they, they're, uh, Praying for them and, and all of that. And, and all of a sudden, you know, Greg had his heart set on these different things. The kids were in schools, you know, with, fam- with, with getting friends and th- reaching out to neighbors and all that. And all of a sudden, you know, the rug gets pulled out from underneath them. But what's amazing is I love what Jen said about the love of Christ compels you. And, and you're seeing those moments, those rocks of remembrance, those ways that you saw miracles happen here and that, you know. And, and it wasn't like they were going, you know, hey, let's just have a great vacation. For they were, they were wandering Europe to see God. Where do you want us to go? Is it here? Is it in Croatia? Is it where is it? And they were really seeking with an open heart and still are. And, and, and uh, um, they've come. And I, I want you to encourage you to pray for this family and, and pick up that card. Pray for them because they have to go through a whole new change. They're still going to stay, Lord willing, with, uh, or at least they see right now to stay with Operation Mobilization. But, but you know, they're, they're, they have to sit, start this whole process all over again where they're going to go. And uh, they have an opportunity to go to a leadership a development thing in Panama next week, right? Next week. And, um, so pray for them as they go that. But you see how that, and I know these two well that they have soaked in the love of God so much that no matter what happens, they're staying the course, even though they're not sure what the course is right now. <laughs> you know, and that's where you just kind of put you know one foot in front of the other. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Matthew uh, six thirty three says, "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness," and and the, the kingdom of God is is Christ on the throne of our life and. Really understanding his kingdom of love. And it says it says, All these things will be added unto you, all the, the worries of life. And then the very next verse says, Live each day one day at a time. Because each day, as the Living Bible says, has enough trouble of its own. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's how we should soak in that love of God. You know, I know we get worried about a lot of things and we're but let that love compel you to continue on to mission. And, and that, that's why Jesus was saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. Well, he said that the second command, Jesus with his lawyer says in verse 39 now of Matthew 22, he says, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands uh, lie all the laws and prophets. And, and so Greg Wiedela, if you could share, how, how do we let God's love move us to love our neighbors? You know, those who don't know Jesus. And how do we be present <clears throat> to make a difference to those who don't know him?
3: Well, it's easy to love people who love you. It's not so easy to love people who are hostile towards you or insult you. And uh, a couple of years ago, we got new neighbors right next door. And we started out on great terms, but there was a misunderstanding between us. And things went sour pretty quickly. And it was my desire, my wife's desire, to reconcile but our neighbors chose to hold a grudge and hold anger and bitterness towards us. And we were also on the receiving end of numerous insults and uh, some you could laugh off, but others were hurtful. And I'm standing there in my driveway going, how do I love people like this? Hmm. A friend of ours said, Greg, hurting people hurt people. Hmm. And then I began, it just began to make sense. And, you know, the anger and resentment I had in my own heart towards them began to yield and and crack and make way for compassion because these are people that are hurting. And, you know, one day I'm flipping through the mail and boom, I got a letter, their letter, their mail.
2: Hmm.
3: And I thought, okay, I've got some options here. It's junk mail, I could just toss it. Uh... I could give it back to the, the post office and they could take care of it. Or I could be present and I could go over, knock on the door and give them their mail. And I did that. I don't know if it meant much to them, but it was an important part of what God was doing in my heart, uh, teaching me how to love difficult people. You know, my friends had a lot of brilliant, fun ideas of ways that I could tweak these people and get back at them. <laughs> and as fun as that would be, God's spirit in me said, no, Greg, that's, that's, I know that would be fun, but that's not quite the road I have for you. Right. So that's the hard part. You know,
1: (laughs) it's easy to love those who like you, but when someone doesn't like you and that's, that's really where that compassion of Christ comes in. You know, didn't Jesus, when, um, in Matthew nine, uh, look upon people and he felt what he felt compassion. He felt moved because they were sheep without a shepherd. They were harassed and helpless, and and uh, um, when we let the love of God soak into us and we're compelled by that, we see people differently and we, we make those choices. But it is, I, I love what he said, there, that it's a choice, isn't it? Are we gonna really love that person or not? Are we gonna give in to the, those, I don't know if you call them friends who are telling you what to, you know, I think, well, I have those thoughts in my head anyways. (laughs) So they just, I could do this and I'd really, you know, I'd feel better, but you won't, you don't, you won't feel better. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to love regardless and to love unconditionally and to love like Jesus. I mean, look at how Jesus loved those who didn't love him. I mean, right to the very end, He's hanging on the cross, they're hurling insults at him. I mean, he could have just with a flick of his eye called down fire and just toast right there. And, you know, all the Christians or all the Christ followers would have been just, you know, cheering. And but he said, What did he say? Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He had compassion on them, and that love moves us. You know, Jesus said, Here are the two. Two commands, two of the greatest commands. Love him, love neighbors, those who don't know the love of God. But he later on gave another command. And in uh, um, in uh, um, John chapter 13, if you have your Bible, you can turn there. Verses 34 and, and 35, he said this. <clears throat> A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That we're to, we're to have this in, intense love for each other. And you know, honestly, sometimes it's hard to love family, isn't it? Because family are weird. I mean, look in the mirror sometime. You know, I mean, I, I just say, and then church family is no different. We're just kind of awkward people. At least I am. I'm an awkward person. And, and so, you know, it just, it, it, uh, we, we're, we need to have a yet practice that great love. You know, uh, someone said, you know, Christians are the only people that wound their own, and it shouldn't be like that, that we should be loving each other, let that love flow out. So, so Martine and, and, and Charlie, tell us a little bit about how do we actively love each other so it spurs us on to love God, and how do we be intentional in that love? So um, Martine, go ahead, and, you can, and Charlie can translate. Oh, here. Let me give you another microphone. There
4: you go. Sorry. Cuando, it works. En el amor. When we think about love, es una palabra bonita. It's a beautiful word. Podemos conocer la teoría. We can know and understand the theory. Pero cuán es practicarlo.
0: But it's so hard to uh, to get it on practice.
4: Una de nuestras historias.
0: One of our stories. Hace un año, uh, it goes about a year ago.
4: Entregamos un programa al estado.
0: Uh, we uh, we uh, gave a, a, a new program to the state of Baja.
4: Que se llama Familias de Acogimiento.
0: That a foster uh, uh, parents program.
4: Un programa que no existe en México. It's a program that doesn't exist in Mexico. Pero nosotros creemos. But we believe que es la posibilidad. That is the possibility. De cada niño y cada niña.
0: That for every boy and girl.
4: Puedan crecer con una familia.
0: they can grow within a family.
4: Puedan ser amados por una familia. That they
0: can be loved uh, by a family.
4: Cuando nosotros pensamos en el amor.
0: When we think about uh, uh, about love.
4: Y en este programa.
0: And in, in on this program.
4: Una de las preguntas que nos hicieron.
0: One of the questions that uh, that we were asked.
4: ¿Cuál perfil vamos a
0: tener? ¿Qué estás buscando? ¿Qué edad estás
4: buscando? Uh, what age are you y lo que pudimos aprender we could learn es que no podemos tener un perfil.
0: Is that we cannot have a profile.
4: Porque cada niño,
0: every boy and girl, cada
4: niña, tienen el derecho a ser amados por
0: they una familia. Right
4: Amen. Fuimos a una conferencia. Uh, we went to a conference que nos hablaban acerca de este programa. That, uh, that they were uh, explaining us uh, this this program. Nos preguntan qué nos motiva a tener este programa. And
0: uh, and we were asked, uh, uh, they asked us about what it what uh, uh, what
4: is the motivation for this program. Creemos que es el amor. And we believe that is love. Pero una de las preguntas más grandes es cuando preguntaron is, uh, when they, when they si nosotros íbamos a pagar a las familias en México.
0: it was uh, the question if we were going to pay the families that they were going to
4: take care of these kids for this program. Nuestra refu- respuesta fue no. And our answer was no. Porque se pierde la intención del because amor. Because
0: the intention gets lost
4: and the love gets uh, porque están pensando en otra cosa. Because they're thinking otherwise, money. No están pensando en el amor. They're not thinking about, about the real love. Y para nosotros, and for us, los niños y niñas uh, the, the, the boys and girls en nuestro país of our country, no son comparados con dinero. They're not compared with money. Si los quieres, lo quieres hacer, the, if you want to do it, tienes que amar.
0: You have to love.
4: Por eso yo digo That's what I say, que es muy complicado poder amar. Uh, uh, for, for, for loving es la palabra más bonita it's the most wonderful word pero es muy complicado but it's very complicated no sé si para ustedes ha sido complicado amar. i don't know if, if, if for you guys have been has uh, been complicated to love pero para mí en muchas ocasiones ha sido complicado but for me sometimes it has been complicated pero lo más importante important es el amor de dios it's god's love mm. Si tenemos el amor de Dios if we have God's love in our lives, cosas uh,
0: things can be more, more, more simple.
4: Si no a Dios, if we don't love God, no we can't do anything. Gracias.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <clears throat> and, and here we, we come full circle, right? <laughs> it's that love of God soaked into us and then intentionally bringing it out to other people. Not for an ulterior motive to gain something from that, but just because we're so completely full of that love. And by the way, that love is unconditional, right? That, that love is, is, is not because of something that we've done to earn God's love. He's just simply chosen to do so. He doesn't get paid for it. <laughs> he just loves. And, and, and we shouldn't either. We should not love expecting something in return. Gee, Jesus said somewhere around Luke 6, that same thing. We should give not expecting anything in return. Um, see, see, love, this, this love of God is to soak into our soul and way more, it's way more lasting than even chocolate, <laughs> but, but we're to love, we're to, to, to love God and, and to be uh, uh, obedient in that love. We're to love our neighbors and be present so that we can love them even next door, right? Even when it's difficult. And then we're to love each other and to to be intentional with that love. That's the mission God has called us on, each one of us. And, and I just, I you know, I thank you guys for being up here. And I know, it, you know, they didn't tell their story as much. That's what lunch is for. So make sure you head over to lunch when you do that but I wanted you to be taught by them, to be challenged by them. I know I have, and appreciate you sharing with that. Let me pray, and then we'll uh, move on with some worship. Father, thank you for your great love, a love that is deep and never ends, constantly flows. Lord, may we soak in that love and then to share it out with other people, to be about your family business. Help us in that, Lord. Help us to be challenged in that. Thanks for the challenge we've heard from these. We pray in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.